This is Self Work, and I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. At Self Work, we discuss psychological and emotional issues and what you can do about them, whether that's self-acceptance, taking action, or changing your attitude. Eight years ago, I extended the walls of my practice to reach those of you who might already be knowledgeable about mental health treatment, but also to those of you who might say, you'd never darken the door of a therapist, and yet you're here. I'll answer your questions while I invite you to take a few minutes for your own self-work. Let's define FOMO. It's the recent acronym that describes heightened anxiety when believing that you're missing the action. Your life isn't as great as someone else's, or you're not in the know about what's going on. Welcome to this week's edition of Self Work. So you're getting back, or will be soon, to the office, or to work, or to school, and you're going to start hearing about what everyone else did over the holidays. Maybe you've already seen stuff on social media that seems to tell the story of what everyone else did. Maybe you've scrolled Instagram reels, or watched hilarious TikToks, and what did you do, they'll ask. How do you feel about your answer? What if your answer is, not much, except enjoyed being with a friend or two, or... I had kind of a quiet week, or I went to go visit my grandmother. Not stuff that's very TikTokable. Do you feel less than somehow that your life isn't as special as other people's? People seem to be describing the best things you could experience. A Taylor Swift concert, an incredible home-cooked meal, or better yet, one in a restaurant. But how does it feel to stay away from chasing that next best thing? Today, we're going to focus on that, and we're going to use the concepts of FOMO, the fear of missing out, a very common and expansive fear of missing out, and its counterpart, and much more relaxed, JOMO, J-O-M-O, and that's the joy of missing out on that next best thing. And I don't just mean you become introverted. It's truly a choice to perhaps sometimes choose to miss out. We all have fears about the meaning of our life because the future holds no promises and dealing with the ambiguity of life is just damn hard. How do you know that you're doing what you need to or should be or could be doing, especially if it's different than what others are doing or touting as incredible? Feeling connected and being secure in social connections is vital. And it's a lot harder due to social media. But when you can see your fear right in front of you, you get a much better idea of what you need to do to help not only yourself, but those that you love and care for. Because they're watching, your children are watching, how you are either always chasing the next best thing, the next diet, the next job, the next relationship, or are you giving up the chase? It's a great responsibility And reminder, before all that, let's hear from AG1. If you're a longtime listener, you might know I've been drinking AG1 for at least four years. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel such a difference in my stamina. And when I would forget it on trips, which they have travel packs, so there's no excuse, I'm very aware of that lack of stamina. I recommend AG1 to my family and friends, and even my husband, who usually swears off things like this, has started drinking AG1, and he always tells me, as do my friends who are drinking it, that they feel like they're getting the nutrients their body craves. 
That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So get your free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash selfwork. That's drinkag1.com slash selfwork. I promise you, you're going to feel better. I distinctly remember when in high school, I found out that some of my supposed besties, and they were my besties, had done something without me. I don't remember what they did. It was something pretty risque or risky, riskier than normal at least. I'm pretty sure. I think it had something to do with hanging out at a motel. Ooh, that was biggie. Pretty innocuous sounding now. I only found out about it in some weird way I can't even remember, but I was hurt. I thought I was pretty cool. I did things I wasn't supposed to do, so why was I excluded? So, I asked one of them, my cousin, I think, and she bluntly told me, well, you tell your mother. I did talk to my mother way too much. Not about everything, mind you, but too much for sure. So, as much as I kind of had to sigh and shrug my shoulders, I could kind of understand that. The exclusion didn't hurt so much, it stung still, but I'd got an answer, although not one I liked, and it gave me some information about how I was being perceived. But what would that scenario be like now, feeling left out of something that your besties had done? It would be quadrupled for the possibility of hurt, because everyone could have seen I wasn't there, not just the ones that were there, and not just my friends, but the friends of people I didn't even know, people they texted or were their Snapchat friends, and friends of those people who lived all over the world, and the stuff on TikTok they'd created that would be a forever symbol of my exclusion. And what if it had been mean stuff about me or lies? The list is endless, and whatever gossip it might have created would race around like wildfire because of texting and cell phones. I was experiencing FOMO. I'd missed out. I'd not been included. And that fear and even shame could entrench itself in me if I'd let it. In fact, I'm not sure how Generation Z and Alpha, those born from 2001 to 2024, are actually going to handle it. But there's hope on the horizon. When I researched this topic for this week, there's a new idea that's beginning to spread and gather some attention. And it stands as a challenge to the fear of missing out or FOMO and suggests a whole different way of thinking about that kind of anxiety. It's about giving up the chase for that next best thing, the outfit you have to buy, the party you have to go to, the brand you need to create. But before we go on, let's define FOMO. I actually did an episode on it back when self-work first started, so I checked back there. Here's what it is. It's the recent acronym that describes heightened anxiety when believing that you're missing the action. Your life isn't as great as someone else's, or you're not in the know about what's going on. It can also lead to a fear of regret. Regret that you chose the wrong thing, or that your life won't reach its potential. Again, that you stopped chasing, and you fear that you lost out. And it can get brutal literally taking over all your decision-making. 
because those fears are that strong. Here are a few comments that I said in that post from my own patients who were struggling with FOMO. Oh, I can see from her Snapchat that she went out with all of our friends. Now, I was the one that ended the friendship, but I still felt left out. I felt great about going home for the weekend and just hanging out until I saw my ex-girlfriend's selfie at the beach. I started looking around my house, trying to find something to put on Instagram that will make my life look special. Oh, gosh, hearing that was so sad. I text my friends constantly and am so afraid when they don't text back that they're having fun with other people and they don't want me to know. You can hear the shame that she's taking on or he's taking on simply because there isn't an answer back to a text. Fear of missing out, fear of rejection. Does this sound familiar? I see this even more painfully when someone is falling apart in my office, maybe even coping with feelings of self-harm or despair, and yet they show me their social media stuff, and it looks picture-perfect happy. So while their real inner world is chaotic, what they look like on the outside is far, far different. So let's talk about what you can do about FOMO. We're going to talk about five things, as always, again, what you can do about it, that can help you realize when your chasing has become too much about fear and not enough about experiencing what's truly valuable to you. Because again, and I'm going to stress this later, the problem with FOMO is not the activity. The problem is the fear. So what can you do? Number one, I think this is the most important. Find other people who will talk to you about their own struggles. You're not the only one who's worried about this kind of thing. And maybe you need to be reminded of that. Make at least one friend or more if you can who just refuses to play that game or they'll at least be honest with you about their own struggle with that anxiety. So, for example, you could say to them, you know, I don't know why when you don't text me back, I get worried that I don't matter to you anymore. I feel embarrassed to say that to you. What will likely come back is reassurance and an admission of being too caught up in her own life to text back or the revelation of some kind of problem herself. So you want to normalize your own fears, find out where they are on a spectrum, and then if you find out they're way out of line, maybe seek therapy. The second thing you can do is when you're all wrapped up in this fear is say, okay, what's the worst case scenario here? What would I do if the worst thing I can imagine is actually true? Usually there's an answer for that. You'd live through it. You'd learn something. Maybe you'd look for more friends or easier friends or better friends, but you could live through the worst case scenario. And that's also very helpful. The third thing you can do is block the irrational thinking that you have and replace with rational thinking. Now, again, having friends to do this with can be really, really helpful. You either can do some writing yourself or identify what you're telling yourself that's obviously not rational. For example, in my own little example from my high school days, I knew these people were still my friends. I just figured they'd left me out for a reason, and I didn't know why, so I needed to talk to them. It wasn't rational for me to think they don't want to be my friends anymore. So you identify what's rational, identify what's irrational, and write down a replacement of that irrational thought with one that is rational. Now, you may need help with this at first because fear can make the irrational feel normal. Your friend and you can get together and help each other figure out what's rational or ask an older sibling or, of course, a therapist. 
Now, before we go on to the two last ways of dealing with FOMO, which is actually developing JOMO in your life or the joy of missing out, let's hear from BetterHelp. We're ending 2023 and coming into 2024, and last year was a hard year for many. 2023 held cultural uproar and violence and worldwide anxiety. So in welcoming 2024, more people than ever are recognizing that their own sense of personal direction is being affected by what's going on in the world and not in a good way. Talking about that can help you see how to cope with those anxieties while also keeping your emotional stability in check. It helps to vent and to hear yourself make connections with your strengths while admitting your struggles and getting an objective perspective. After you make the first contact, BetterHelp Standard is to offer names of therapists to you in less than two days, and you can talk to them in a first session to see if it's a good fit by video, text, or chat. But if it's not a good fit, rather than going through an awkward call or email, you simply let BetterHelp know, and they'll ask what it was you didn't like and find someone else for you. I'm a therapist because I got good therapy. I know how much of a difference it can make. And here's BetterHelp's offer for self-work listeners. 10% off your first month of sessions if you use this link, betterhelp.com slash self-work. There's never a better time than now, today, to reach out and get help. Betterhelp.com slash self-work. Now, Here's where we're going to begin to talk about JOMO, J-O-M-O, the joy of missing out. Some of you introverts out there are jumping up and down and say, oh, I choose this all the time. I love missing out. (laughs) That's fine for you. I'm not suggesting that people who thrive on emotional and social connection who are more extroverted need to turn into introverts. That's not the answer. I did find a great article, which I'll have in your show notes, that was written by Lauren Cook, MFT, and Dr. Kathy Sullivan-Went. And I'm going to quote from there. Here's the good news. As FOMO became a widespread term, JOMO began to surface as a topic of discussion. When you delight in canceling plans, putting on those sweatpants, and being a member of Bachelor Nation as a party of one, you're engaging with JOMO. But JOMO goes deeper than choosing a different distraction from your usual social media messages. It's a shift in mindset that can be really powerful. This is important. JOMO is the satisfaction one feels in the current moment with accompanying acceptance of what one doesn't have in that moment, meaning you can't have it all, right? So you're aware and you're enjoying the current moment, but realizing You can only be in one moment at a time. You will never be experiencing everything you could experience. And whatever you choose or whatever situation you find yourself in, that's going to be what you have available to you in that moment. So you also accept what's not in that moment. I'm not at that party. I'm not at that gym class. I'm not there. I'm purposefully not doing what other people seem to find enjoyable or meaningful, or whatever, or they need to do it and they fear not doing it, and that's their motivation. So you try to be in the moment you're in and aware and accepting of what you're not. These authors go on to say, it's not specifically about feeling joy all the time so much as being in the present moment and being grateful for what is happening currently, both of which are positively associated with well-being. 
This is where these authors and I may differ. Finding gratitude to me isn't the entire answer. Maybe it's not for them either, but they really stress it. Again, the problem with FOMO is that it's about fear. Fear of rejection, fear of being excluded, fear of missing out, again, of chasing that next best thing, fear of loneliness, fear of regret. But let's say you act on that fear and you go because you are afraid. Here's an example, like you get asked to go out to dinner with girlfriends and you're a little afraid to not go. So the the dinner itself is not the problem. It's the fear of you not going. It's the fear that's the problem. And you're not going to necessarily be grateful you're there every moment. Maybe someone at the dinner party will bring up something you don't want to talk about or you didn't want to talk about. Maybe someone will get angry. Maybe someone will get upset. And that makes you feel awkward. The nature of social connection is that sometimes things go really okay and sometimes they go very not okay. So you can see how you would feel better about it if you went because you chose it, not because you were afraid of not going, afraid of not getting the next best thing. Or that's what you told yourself going to that dinner would be. Now, let's take Jomo. The joy of missing out, missing out and being aware of it, choosing to do something either less social or not part of the must-dos of your group, your school, your church, your club, your friend group, whatever. It's a choice to stay away from the fear, the pressure we can all feel at times to do what others are doing just because. Now, some of those moments are going to feel quiet and meaningful. Some of those moments, you may get bored. Some of those moments you may realize how much you can't wait to tell a friend about something you've experienced. Some of those moments you're going to realize you're learning that being alone isn't as scary as you thought or being quiet or knowing you are quote unquote missing out and you're not chasing that next best thing and that you're okay. To not live in fear. To me, that's the issue. And if you're spending too much time on social media, whether you're a teenager or an adult or an older adult, the fear can really get you. And before you know it, you've bought tickets to something you can't afford, or you've signed up to take a course you don't have time to take, or you've downloaded the most recent 21-day Answer to Get in Total Shape app. Ugh. So, let's keep on with what you can do about it. What do you need to do to move more toward JOMO? and away from so much fear or FOMO. Here's number four. Do active work on your own identity and goals. What do I want my life to look like in six months, in a year? What area of my life do I want to explore more? My spiritual self, my physical well-being. Where do I want to go? That way you can make more choices that involve going and doing what fits you. And where you'll likely meet others that share your goals and interests. So your next best thing is not defined by your culture, your friends, your TikTok account. No influencer is necessarily showing you the way unless you want your life to go the same way theirs is going. Or (laughs) that's tricky, though. You don't want to compare your life to theirs. But you may have a lot of respect for what they're creating. Here's the next one. Don't be paralyzed by having to make the right choice. People get paralyzed because they need to know that they're making the right choice. You can't know if it's right until you live it. You can have a pretty good idea 
you can weigh your options carefully. If you make a choice that a year from now is not turning out like you thought, so be it. You've learned and changed along the way, and you'll keep learning. The obvious one here is to stop doing so much scrolling and being overly vigilant on social media. There are many studies now showing a definite and dangerous relationship between hours on social media and an increase of depression. For example, when you go out with friends, have an agreement. No phones. Leave them in your car. Put them in your purse. Sit on them. Whatever you need to do. All of these things can help you find a better way to be comfortable in saying no and choosing to stick with things that give your own life meaning. From fear to joy, that's what you can do about it. Thank you so much for being here at Self Work in this last podcast of 2023. What a year it has been. Really, really incredible. I'm so grateful that all of you were here, and I did get responses from last week's news in many ways that you may think that if you leave a message on the SpeakPipe app here in your show notes or on drmarketrutherford.com, that there's no way you'll get through to me. Well, guess what? There is. <laughs> or you can email me at askdrmargaret at drmarketrutherford.com and tell me what your struggle is, what you need help with, and I'll answer your question here on the program. You know, in many ways, this aspect of self-work is what makes self-work unique. And I want to stay connected with you. So either email me, askdrmargaret at drmargaretrutherford.com or leave me a voicemail at the SpeakPipe app that you can find in your show notes for this episode or go to drmargaretrutherford.com and you'll see right at the left-hand corner, record message for podcast. That's for you. That's SpeakPipe. You'll also see the entire app on the side of the website as well. So there's plenty of places to find it. So I can hear your voice and what you want to hear from me. We've got some fun things coming for 2024. We're doing a lot more on YouTube, which is a lot of fun. We're going to have some merch for you. We're going to have something new that you will win for free or earn for free if you subscribe at drmargaretrutherford.com. We'll have more on that in early 2024. I have a great team, and we've been working hard to try to bring you some fresh, wonderful things here at Self Work. And of course, I'd love to come speak to your group. As of this recording, my TEDx talk has earned 433,000 views, hundreds of comments, 23 or 24,000 likes. You just put in TEDx and Dr. Margaret Rutherford, and you can go there and listen to it yourself. It's about transparency. It's about suicide prevention and the seriousness of what we're up against in our culture. But... Not every topic has to be serious that I mentioned to you. I've been talking to construction workers. I've talked to government workers. I'm talking to honors college students. I've talked to medical management people. I've talked to so many different people about mental health, workplace issues, perfectionism, depression. Two weeks ago, the topic was pain. Literally, Creative Mornings asked me to talk about pain. So think about it and email me at AskDrMargaret or contact me through the website at DrMargaretRutherford.com if you'd like me to come speak to your group. Again, always, always 
Thank you for being here and take very good care of yourself, of those you love, and of your community. I'm Dr. Margaret, and this has been Self Work.